Okay, Tyson, you have you have one word to describe. I don't know what you're feeling after the game last night. We're recording this the day after the game, game seven of the first round. Give me one word. I'm going to say that's tough. I'm going to ponder. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with, I, I feel like this is going to be pretty common, but I'm going to say just disappointed. Okay. Yeah. What I what are your thoughts? If one, I had to give word, this, yeah. I, um, disappointed is a good word because I feel like we didn't live up to expectations. Honestly, I'm just going to roll with, with sick. <laughs> I think that was my initial <laughs> feeling after yeah. Yeah, I can hear the that. shot came out. Mike's. Yeah. Only shot. Anyways, uh, you you guys are listening to Jazz Beats. Thanks for tuning in. I know it's probably hard to, to click on that <laughs> this feed just because it's it's a rough a rough time in jazz country. I don't expect as many jazz fans to be listening to jazz podcasts. Yeah, I'm sure morning. our numbers will be down. Um, and then maybe we'll get over it and they'll go back up. Who knows? Um, we're going to talk about the future of the show here in a minute. You're listening to Jazz Beats. I'm Jackson Stevenette. This is Tyson Curtis, everybody. Hello. Say hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> disappointed. Tell me Tell yeah. me why. I mean, part of the reason I'm disappointed, I feel like a lot of jazz fans are going to be disappointed, mostly because we know we have the skill level to advance past where we did this season. Um, and part of it's, you know, we were missing bogey. But even without bogey, I think we had the ability to win the Denver Nuggets in first round. So I... I'm disappointed because I expected more. Uh, the buildup, the hype, all season long, the skill level uh, was everything there. And I just don't even think we were ourselves in whether it was the bubble or the playoffs. Um, I just expected more. So I'm disappointed. Thinking back to last offseason and the hype with signing Conley finally, because we tried to get him the year before and then signing Bogdanovich in the in free agency. I mean, it was the hype was there. We were looking at top two. See, this was before I think Kawhi. Kawhi yeah, yeah, before Kawhi but, decided where he was going. Right. So it was looking at he was still back east. We were looking at we could be fighting for the two seat behind LA because I think Anthony Davis was there, obviously, and um behind the Lakers. So the hype was real. Yeah. You were no one was more excited about Mike yeah. Conley than you were. I'm a big Mike Conley fan. I loved those Grizzlies teams, those those gritty defensive teams that, that they had in the late 2000s, was it? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, speaking of defense, uh, Donovan Mitchell seemed to take it upon himself in Game 7 to guard Murray. What were your thoughts on that? I thought Quinn did better. I thought he threw, because he started off with Conley on him, I think. In the, in the, in the beginning of the uh-huh. game? So Conley, Royce, and Donovan were all kind of sharing um, time against Jamal, and I think it it worked because we always had like fresh legs on him. Right. And after he got that little knee to the thigh in the first half, he wasn't quite the same. Murray. Murray, yeah. Ingles gave him a little knee, un- unprovoked. Un- Should have done that first game. <laughs> I know. Frickin' Joe, get on that. So I don't know if it was because of our defense or because of that, but he wasn't quite the same. 13 points. Is that what he ended up with? At the Around end the there. I think I'm, he had a few at the end. He had was stuck at 13 for most of the second half. Right, so. right. So, I mean, that's just not a normal game for Murray, as we've seen. So definitely something was difficult for him in the scoring. Some of the shots just weren't dropping. So I don't know right. if he was just frustrated with the defense or maybe 
that little bump to the knee that you mentioned. I'm not sure. Yeah, he was getting a lot of the same shots right. as he was making before. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was a, a defensive game, though. I, I, liked, I liked that Donovan and Conley, as you mentioned, but mostly that Donovan wanted to guard him. He wanted to defend him. He wanted to own right. what happened on, that, on the offensive side of Murray. So we talked last episode about what you thought Donovan was lacking in game six, and it was emotion, leadership, not his, his statistics, but his leadership. What did you see game seven? I'm glad you asked that. And, and that's not a <laughs> preloaded question either. <laughs> literally, his points were half, right? right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so his stats, as far as points go, were literally half, but I'm not disappointed in him at all. Because the leadership and the energy that you guys know I was talking about, you saw it last oh, night. Oh, man. It was there. It was there. And, and to be honest, if he'd have had that energy in the three games before that, we wouldn't be talking about next season right now. We'd right. be talking about our game against the Clippers tomorrow night. That's, that's the difference. So when I talk about why I'm frustrated with Donovan's lack of leadership between whistles, that's what I'm talking about is the energy he had last night. Your stats can be whatever they want to be. But if there's not the energy and the flow with the team, it doesn't matter. Stats don't matter. The scoreboard will reflect what happened at the end of the game. And you got to be consistent, too. We talk about consistent shooters, consistent effort. But right. I feel like that's something that's very controllable. Right. And you can be consistent at that. And that's got to be there. All you have to do is decide to do it. Right. And say, I'm a champion tonight. I'm a, that's my mindset. But how fun was it watching him oh, man. get hyped? You can see it, how much it affects the other players. It's you so see Gobert like hanging on the rim during the whistles, just like like a monkey, just loving I love, it. I love it. I was like, that's fun. That's the bat. That's yeah. jazz basketball. That's what's entertaining. That's what's fun to watch. Yeah. And I missed that in game six, in game five, and it wasn't there. Yeah. So. You got to have it when you're when you're succeeding as well as when you're when you're not doing so well. When you're right. down, when you're down right. in the series, down in a game, you got to have it because that's the only way to get brought back up. Right. Um, so we did finally see that. Ah, he, he must have listened maybe to the podcast. He's a, he's a regular. He's a regular? Okay. Sh- well, somebody show. must have let him know because <laughs> I was really impressed. So, like, I'm not disappointed in Donovan at all. Yeah. I mean, 22 points, obviously lower than normal for him, but I don't. But when you score 80, it's, it's right. significant. Right. I mean, there's some things he could still obviously improve on. He's had the same amount of turnovers as he did assists. Yes. Okay. So that's a big thing. I mean, if you're just going to swap points for points, uh, you know, in a game where you only score 85, that's not great. Yeah. Seven turnovers. Is that what he ended up? Five, yeah. I, I seven, thought it was more. Is it seven or nine? It could have been nine. I think uh, it was more. Yeah. It um, might have been more. One play in particular where I'm, if I had to, like you said, I'm, I'm thrilled with Donovan. I'm a huge Donovan fan. I hope he stays for the long haul. We need him. We need a guy of his, of his caliber as well as his, um, what's the word? As well as his recognition from right. everybody else. Like he is a big personality too. And I think we need that in Utah to draw talent. Anyways, if I had to pick an, a play that I was disappointed that, that, was crucial now looking back um, under a minute left and we failed to get the ball in bounds to him and we had to use our last our, time our last out. time out right, uh-huh. right that's huge you don't see that 
in uh, the NBA very no, often. No, you, no, and we don't have a backup option for that. We don't have a backdoor for if they if they double, triple team. We don't have another guy we can throw the ball into. We have to waste our time out. Well, that's how un, uncommon this is, that your star player can't get the ball in bounds to him. I mean, I, obviously, they weren't looking for a backup option. He wasn't double teamed. He wasn't triple teamed. There was nobody open. We're looking to get you the ball, Donovan, and you do whatever it takes. Even push off. I don't care. It's a tough call for the refs to make at that point, but we got to get it in bounds. Had we had that timeout, we call it when Ro- when Rudy gets the rebound, so we yep. can advance it with four seconds. Instead left. of having to rush the court and make Conley take that shot right. with the time crunch, off balance, running. Tr- and, I mean, Mike Conley, he's running down the court with less than two seconds by the time he gets over half court line, and he has to make a million decisions. He's scanning the court. He's scanning defensive players. He's scanning right. the Jazz players. He's seeing who's got momentum. He's saying who's coming up on him. I mean, there's a million things he's got to decide. We've got a helicopter going overhead. This is exciting. Yeah, I wonder who's flying in to, to see us. to rescue the Jazz after a, oh, a heartbreak. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so I, I, Mike Conley made the right decision, in my opinion, with the time Absolutely. that he had. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, the shot was... Somewhat beautiful. We just got robbed at the rim. I mean, we all had hope. I mean, I know. We, the game was disappointing for so long. And then it gets to the, we get up a, just by one point and then it's back and forth, back and forth. And then Donovan loses the ball and Gobert didn't have the chance to do that timeout, like you said, which could have totally rechanged the game. We would have had time to strategize what we did with those last few seconds. And even when that ball left Mike Conley's hand, I still it had good. hope that and we were winning the game. I was like, this is going to be John Stockton all over this again. This is like miracle, Ugh. like movie moment right here. Right and there. I thought it was going to happen. Right. So sad. It was tough to see that thing roll right out of the rim. And uh, I think that Mike and, and Donovan felt that straight away. But like you say, I, that's a good point. Because if we'd have had that timeout, we could have restructured how we handled the end of the game. Right. I totally agree. Um, Donovan, you got to get open and he'll learn. I'm, I'm sure he's thought about it. He's an intelligent guy. He's thought about that play too. Cause that's, that's crucial. Um, cause he was hanging out on the outside. Do you think he had time to get in the paint and get a lob from on the inbound or at the, the last play, the last play? You know what? Have you looked at the other camera angle? There's a camera angle under our basket. Okay. Um, and you see Donovan gets the turnover. And they start streaking, and he goes to the ground. And I think he thinks it's over. We're going to foul. They're going to shoot free throws. He lays on the ground for no a number of seconds. He does not stand up until Rudy gets the rebound. And so, he realized there was time left. Yes. So he could have put himself in a better position had he... Could have, should have, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's, but those go all game long. It doesn't look good. So, uh, I mean, we know Donovan loves the, the hype. He loves the big picture he loves the the spotlight um is does he love it a little too much i mean you see a little bit of prima donna in him going to the floor like that what are your thoughts man i would never say that out loud but it's the it's the truth it's a real thing um i but i i don't want to say anything because i just wanted to stay with us forever you know it's like it's like eggshells i'm like no i no, you're perfect you're you're flawless just do whatever you want to do just stay here with us but if we expect him to be a champion and have that mentality, make the best decisions in those situations, he's got to either be told or learn the hard way, which he did game seven. Right. Right. It's, it's so weird. We got to remember 
This is his third year in the league. I know, but we've put him right to the playoffs every year. It's crazy. I know, but if there's one thing we know about Donovan is it's he is emotional when he plays. And I think that is coming out in that play, in that situation. He's an emotional guy. You saw it yesterday. He is hyped. He is up and like highest of highs and he's got some lows. He gets he gets pissed. He gets down a little bit, but he plays with emotion and that's part of why he's so good too. Right, right. In his post-game interview, you could see a lot of emotion. I mean, he, he could barely um, hold back the tears. And, uh, and you know what? I kind of appreciate that because it means his heart's in it, right. you know? And if your heart's not in it, then it's, it's even more difficult to win a better team or right. even a team that's at the same level as you. So good on him. Yeah. I still love Donovan. Oh, absolutely. And nobody can can take that from us. I mean, there's a reason why we haven't stopped talking about him. <laughs> right. I mean, well, he's our guy and we stand, I, I stand by him hundred percent. I love right. the guy. Hope who, he sticks around. Were we happy with other players? I mean, let's talk about Gobert, our other superstar. Gobert, I thought had a, a very good finish to the game. I thought, yeah, I thought so too. Um, I think he, I wonder if he's a little bit intimidated by, by a dominant big like Jokic. Um, because he came out a little flat. He doesn't, he still didn't quite close out on him like I wish he would. I don't feel like Jokic is any faster than him, but Rudy still doesn't like to contest those threes very he, close. He d- Rudy doesn't want to get in, the, he doesn't want his feet off the ground when he's outside the paint. Right. If, if even no matter who he's guarding, I think you'll watch this. In, and anytime a, def, a shooter can get Gobert to have his feet leave the ground, man, they are double pumping and running to the rim. And, and there's nothing Gobert can do because by the time he gets down and gets his knees facing the right direction, fourth quarter, right, takes that long. But I think we saw peak Gobert performance for a for a portion of the game, mostly At, the second half. Okay, he he looked really good. Sure, he was very sure. active. He was defensively, he was a monster in the paint. At least a oh, couple good blocks there Great that were really looks. vital. Right. Um. His offensive game, though, it it comes down to that. If he was a a de- decent offensive post player he would have had 25 to 30 points last night right i mean 19s for me that's still really good for gobert i I don't complain but when you see joker doing those hook shots you know you just kind of wish that he had a little bit more variety for scoring rather than six foot or six inches away layup or rebound or putbacks you know i mean i'd love he's not a bad shooter from the foul line when he focuses right he doesn't have nerves on so Maybe he can take those shots, but gosh, we got to be a last case scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, as good as Rudy is defensively, Joker is that good or better offensively. He is is a talent. He is unreal. Um, I don't know if you've seen our social media today, but we we got a little bit of heat. (laughs) Uh Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We've been trying to stay more active if you guys have followed us and... Um, I, I made the mistake of making a comment after game four about what was, what was your comment? Who, who's the better center? And on, obviously Rudy was playing well. We were up three to one. That's all I said is who's the better center now. And I think, yeah, okay. Two weeks later on game seven, we t- I took some heat. And <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, what, that's what you get. What I'm getting at is Joker played an, an absolutely amazing game. He had to. Murray didn't have the best shooting night. Um, he kind of took over. But in Gobert's defense, okay, Gobert doesn't have a Gary Harris 
to take a spot when he subs out. You know, Gobert is so vital. We don't have anybody who really defensively. That's, yeah, 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 that can step in when Gobert goes to get some rest, and and they do. You know, yeah. So there's a lot. There's a lot going on with in the Gobert world right now. His future with the Jazz is it in jeopardy? I don't know. Um, in the next few weeks, we're probably gonna be talking more about that. Yeah, as the regular season's over and we're talking postseason, we'll probably lightly keep you guys up on thoughts on ongoing playoff games, brackets, where where we think it's going to go. But we've got to talk about the future of the Jazz too. Players, contracts, emotions. I hate that we're talking about uh, it right now. We should be talking about second round against the Clippers. That's not a thing. It's not. It's a hard time. Yeah, it is. It's, it's going to be weird watching basketball just casually now. <laughs> right, right. I think I say this every year too, but it's it's weird not having skin in the game. Between here and the championship or the last deciding game of a series, I mean, I'm not going to be particularly uh, motivated to watch the entire game, just to say. But yeah. if, if it comes down to a do or die like we had last night, I mean, any series, I'm going to watch it. It's hard when you're not invested yourself in it. And, and right now I... I'm rooting for teams to lose more than I'm rooting for teams to win. So Well, that's a good point. Let's bring that up. I, I mean, as a Jazz fan, who, I mean, if you had to pick a team that you wanted to win that's still in it, who who is that? Um being in the West, I'd probably pick any East team. Over really? West You're just going to completely be a traitor to <laughs> No, I'm saying I hate all the West teams because we're in it Every playoffs where it's right. a dog fight with them. So you're going Bucks, aren't you? I, I wouldn't mind the Bucks winning. I love watching Giannis. He's he's a blast. I I more have teams I don't want to win <laughs> than who I do. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say I want the Lakers to win it. You would. You would. <laughs> oh no. Well, Le- LeBron, give him a give him a championship. And, he's got enough. Well, I mean, to, I love when a small market team wins. The Lakers are. Obviously favorites, or one of. I'm not a Laker fan in any shape or form. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the reality. And it's, I finally want to cheer for a team that wins it, okay? Just true. give me a break. That's true. Oh, and t- it's, it's, it's all about the story. And with Kobe, that going down in yeah. February, that's, I mean, what better, you gotta win it for what Kobe, better media maybe. story would there be than the Lakers winning it this year? I'm sure there will be talks about it if it does happen. By 24 points. 24 points in game eight. <laughs> in right. game eight. So let me do the quick math. That's a struggle, but we'll figure it out. Um, anyways, jazz season comes to an end in a, in a, a dog fight game seven, a defensive battle. What a uh, way to go though. What a way to end the series though. If you were a, a unbiased, uh, neither a Denver fan or a Utah fan, how much are you enjoying that series? A lot of fun. So much competition, so much energy, so much determination between each team to play and peak performances out of the top players. And that's what makes a fun game. It's fun to watch. So I'm not disappointed in the season. I mean, I am, I'm disappointed. I'm not disappointed in the last game. I should say. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a blowout. We stayed in it. We came back. We were way down. So if that's how we got to end the end the season on a loss, I can I can I can be okay with that. I'm glad our season didn't end after Game Six. No, oh. that would have been rough. Yeah, I would have walked away with my head down. <laughs> um, a lot of questions coming up for the Jazz. It's it's off season officially now. Right, Player, players are leaving the bubble. Um, a lot of talks about free agency going on now. 
Um, rumors of we will extend Donovan Mitchin, Mitchell this free agency period. So that's exciting. Right. We'll know for sure in October. in October. Is that right? Yep. Okay. So that's, that's exciting. But a lot of questions rise around Rudy. Um, if we continue to hang on to him, he's got one more year on his contract, but he's valuable right now. And if he's planning on leaving after it, we might as well trade him now so we can get something out of it. I don't know. We're going to have to give all those options out to our listeners over the next couple months to see what scenarios could possibly play out, like financially and realistically for the Jazz. You know, the most frustrating part for me is we go after Bogey, we go after Conley, we get this arguably the best team we've had in 20 years, um, and we still don't know how good we are with that team. That's my Because Mike was out for so long and then Conley was out for so long. And now Bogey out for the playoffs. I mean, that's why we got those guys is for playoffs. And we end up being the sixth seed, probably not where we wanted to be because Conley was out half the year at the start of the year. And now we still don't know. We still got to wait another year to determine if this was our team or not. Right, because what Conley and and Bogey brought was maturity and experience to the playoffs. And that's what we were lacking before. Yes. There's no doubt that when we needed a couple points, Bogey would have made the right decision to help us get that done. Right. Who do you want the ball in his hands? Imagine if we'd have got it to Bogey to shoot the last (laughs) shot in game seven. My world He already hit how many buzzer beaters this year? Three? He had one more. He had one more in him. I know. It was in the bubble. Bogey, we love you. I don't know where you are right now, but we wish you were there. Some beach. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere. Too bad we don't get an off season. That would be nice. No. Well, if I was a basketball player, I'd get one, but I'm not. Yeah. I just talk about basketball players. (laughs) We want you guys to keep in touch with us. We're going to keep in touch with you. We got to decide... kind of paint a picture for what's going to happen next year and what changes we think might take place. Yeah. Hit us up on social media. We will be looking over all of our messages and comments and, and using your feedback on the show. Absolutely. Our what podcasts it, are going to reel back to probably once a week between now and regular season. Yeah. So we'll still keep you up to date on the playoffs, how things are going there. See who we're enjoying watching or, or, or who's doing well. So Tyson's going Lakers. He's all in, apparently. Kobe. So he may not be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> if, the, if the public doesn't want me. I get it. I get so it. I'm us, doing it for Kobe, all right? Give Gosh. us your opinions on the Lakers and on Tyson and the Lakers. It's Tyson for Kobe, okay? <laughs> okay. I'm Team Kobe. Okay. Okay. Team Kobe. So all it is. be looking out for us next week. We'll probably tune it back to once a week now that our boys are no longer in the game. Um, just give everybody a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And I know this is kind of a gray area. When does next regular season even start? It was projected originally in December, right? That's still what I have in, in my calendar. Yeah. Adam silver, the commissioner did say he feels that is premature. So they haven't really come out with anything yet, but it's looking like it's going to be into next year. Will next year's regular season be in a bubble? I have no idea. Oh, man. So many questions. So many questions. Uh, do you like the bubble? It's kind of fun. It's like basketball camp, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know. You probably, I don't know what the situation is post game or between games, but 
do they see each other? Do they go to the cafeteria together and have lunch between playoff games? Yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to say yes. I think that's fun. That's kind of <laughs> cool. We should just do that to everybody. Every, yeah. every sport. Every sport, every job, every lifestyle. Right. In a bubble. Or we have a bubble every weekend, so every team goes to one venue. That would be cool. Every weekend, and we get that whole week's worth of basketball from cool. all the teams so that we can still vi- utilize some of the arenas. I just want to start going back to games. Yeah. That's what I miss. Season tickets are available. I no, I don't even I don't know. think I'm going to buy any, but yeah, like, I don't even know. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> so many questions. I'm glad I'm not in the jazz front office or the leagues for that matter to make these decisions. Um, we're just we're just jazz beats. We're just coming at you again. We'll finish this podcast the same way the jazz finished the year with a little, I uh, know, nothing, nothing. That's it. That's <laughs> the end of it. That's all we've got for you, folks. You guys are amazing. Thanks for tuning in. Even after this heartbreaker, um, jazz future is, is now. So let's see what we'll, we'll keep in touch. See what happens. Thanks for tuning in. What? <laughs> I was going to say go Kobe, but I can't. So bye. Jazz meets. Jazz meets.